Hello and welcome to the Inspire Your Life podcast series. I am your host, Arthi Wabikrisun, and I am the founder and MD of Prerna Advisory, based in South Africa. My philosophy and that of my business is to inspire others to make step changes that changes their lives purposefully and productively. Therefore, I coach, consult, capital raise and partner with all you crazy, beautiful people in the world to make that happen. My guest on today's episode of the Inspire Your Life podcast is Christine Rose. Christine is an ICF credentialed coach, was named top business coach of 2019, and is listed in the 2020 registry of top 100 business and executive coaches. She has co-authored and authored international best-selling books and is a string advocate and leading the way when it comes to coaching and campaigning for gender equality in her own practice as well as on international bodies such as the UN Foundation's Any, if Equal Everywhere campaign. Christine, there's so many different things that I know that you're involved with and you're going to share it with us too. So thank you so much for being able to join us today. Welcome. Thank you, Arzi. It's such a pleasure to be with you today. Oh, beautiful. Let's get to know you a little bit better, Christine. So tell us more about yourself. Well, thank you. No, I love coaching. I work with CEOs of companies that are multi-million dollar companies, Mm -hmm. and I'm helping them now as a value builder advisor. I'm certified by value builder to help them with uh, growing their leadership, growing innovative and effective teams, and, and helping them grow valuable companies, profitable, high value companies. And it's such a reward, rewarding career. I love it. Before I got into coaching, I was a nonprofit development director Mm -hmm. for a homeless housing agency in my area, in the Seattle area. Okay. And before that, I was in business development. And Arthi, I just, I'm so excited. I just got a little cool certificate in the mail from the office of President Joe Biden that's a certificate, a lifetime achievement award for oh, wow. volunteering because I did so much volunteering oh, in my life. Beautiful. So, yeah. Well done. Amazing. So I love to serve. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. And congratulations, Christine. That's phenomenal to be to have that sort of national recognition. Um, I mean, it must fill your heart with absolute glow to know that, you know, whatever you're doing was actually meant for impact, but it's gotten noticed as well. How wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Christine, when when we were sort of, you know, meeting and getting to know each other a little bit, and I know it was obviously all through virtual because we haven't met listeners. Christine is all across the world from me. But I know you mentioned that there were a couple of significant um, things that happened in your childhood. Um, And and I'm going to ask if you could share a little bit about the context behind it, because it's a very difficult thing that you experienced around gender violence at a very, very young age. And and I know that, like I said, it's difficult. So thank you for being willing to voice a little bit about it for us today. If you could share a little bit of that with us. Sure, Arthi. You know, 
In my book, Life Beyond, hashtag me too, I start with the story of a little girl who was running, walking home from a friend's house Mm -hmm. and going through a schoolyard. And it's really an attempted rape story. Mm. And so that was my first me too story. Mm. And then I also grew up in a home where I had three abusers in my home, sexual abusers. So uh, very close to me, like an uncle and uh, two of my media family members. Mm -hmm. And it was really, uh, I I did a lot of counseling with this, but I can say that based on the the book uh, and the work of, um, the name is skipping my mind at the moment, but based on the, a book called The Wounded Heart, Dan Allender, Dr. Dan Allender, okay. uh, the, what I realized is it was quite severe. It was quite severe abuse. Mm-hmm. And so it, it uh, really impacted how I lived and how I grew up. And it, it happens in a culture of secrecy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to speak to listeners right now who may have a home culture where there's secrecy where there's not freedom to discuss whatever comes up Mm -hmm. where there's not a safe person and if you have a me too story or if if you're if the culture is not a psychologically safe culture for you possibly there's this there's a scenario where there's abuse happening and there's a sense of a threat punishment or death or harm from an abuser Mm -hmm. and I just want to encourage you to reach out to someone today find a safe person outside of your circle and reach out to them because I think for me it would have altered the trajectory of my life uh, if I had gotten some help at a younger age. Yeah, thank you. I think that's that's very sound advice and and a call to action for for those who are like you saying experiencing it. And I mean you you mentioned obviously that the impact was was quite material. Would you be willing to share a little bit about how that time actually did impact you as you were growing up? What sort of behaviors did you find yourself displaying and and also what did others even notice about you that maybe was different to before this event? Yeah, Arthur, it happened at such a young age. And uh, I was a very happy-go-lucky child before I ran into abuse. And Mm. I I lost that happy-go-lucky in some ways. I didn't Mm. feel uh, connected to people. Uh, One of the the things that happened was I stopped believing in myself. Mm. And this is a problem for girls anyway. But uh, when when you really kind of grow up in an abusive situation, there's a sense of worthlessness, a sense of I'm not valued. And so a loss of value for yourself. I found value in academics. I found escape in books. Mm -hmm. And so it really encouraged me then to focus my attention on learning. And so I excelled in the academic world, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was a place to go and escape. And I'm a person who naturally I'm very vivacious and I love people and I love to speak to people. I love, you know, I love being around people, but I think that living in a home like I lived in disconnected me from myself. It disconnected me from others. And I really lost my voice. I lost Mm. who I was. 
So made a huge difference. How dreadful. How dreadful that you had to hold so much of yourself back at the time. And, and you know, when, when did you kind of realize that this, you know, holding back and, and not really being, you know, as, as vivacious, as you said, and as social as you would want to be, when did you realize that that kind of needs to stop and I need to now be who I'm meant to be? Was there something that triggered that realization for you? Um, you know, actually, it's been a process. It wasn't really it wasn't really a moment, but okay. it was an unfolding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there have been ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And so there there was a time, uh, you know, as a, a young mom that I realized that I needed to really be there with present with my children. Okay. And so was able to do that and really uh, also engaging as a volunteer with other, you know, young girls and, you know, all the way in Girl Scouts through through their high school years. I brought all of myself to that role. Mm. And then in my professional role, uh, it, it was really more about getting along and doing the work. And so I brought a lot of my skills to those things, but not my heart. Right. Mm -hmm. And when, uh, when I I reached a kind of a point of burnout in nonprofit and decided to retire, uh, I had already done some counseling work, but I found a fabulous counselor and uh, support in my life. And I really went through a depression at that time. And so it was late in adulthood Mm -hmm. that I realized, Mm -hmm. wow, I'm so disconnected from who I am and got some really good professional help and work through the journey there. And I'm, you know, so much more of who I am now than I was even 10 years ago that I have people remark that they're amazed at the difference. So, wow. so it can make it, it's never too late. Absolutely. And obviously it's like you said, it's noticeable, the change, because there was that big disconnect between who you are now to who you were 10 years ago. So actually that, mm-hmm. that healing journey is actually a very lengthy one then, isn't it? Because as much as you think you are on the, on the way, it's actually, it's, it's going to be ongoing for a while because of the, the level of hurt um, that actually happens in abuse. Right. And, you know, it's we're all kind of in a process of undoing the hurts that we Mm -hmm. run into in our childhood. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think becoming an adult is about, uh, you know, piling on what we think we need to do to make it in the world. And then really becoming yourself is about letting go of everything you piled on and becoming just who you were, uh, your honest you know, heart, your authentic voice. And so it is a process and the learning is ongoing, um, but, you know, there's significant healing. So for someone who's feeling like, you know, I'm just starting the process, I can tell them that there's really some dramatic changes that are possible and there's great deep healing that's possible. Mm. Yes, I like that. I like that. It's it's motivating and it's it's showing hope as well because yes, there's so much that can come from that. 
And and I know in your coaching, that's that's a big part of what you're doing. You're supporting others who are feeling disconnected from their from themselves. In what ways are you are you showing up as a coach to people like that, Christine? Well, Arcy, you know, when you say people like that, it can be anybody. It can be a corporate CEO. It can yeah. be a small business owner. <laughs> yeah. It can be, you know, it can be a, somebody who's a in mom. their career. Yeah. It can be yeah. a mom. It can, yeah. Right. And, uh, and I've coached a variety of people. I kind of started from uh, moving with coaching people in transition. Mm-hmm. And I still coach a few people in transition. And then I really moved into the business world. And what I've noted noticed in my clients that I'm working with now is that by being present with them and asking them questions, mm-hmm. uh, reflecting on what they're telling me and reflecting it back to them and, and asking for clarification yes. and just doing the work of coaching, that helps them connect. Mm-hmm. So coaching is a powerful process because it requires you to to get out of your comfort zone. And when we are on that edge outside our comfort comfort zone, that's where the growth happens. That's where the excitement happens. And right. pretty much every time I'm with a client in a meeting, we're out on the edge together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're the guiding hand that can be there to support them when they feel they can't go too much further. <laughs> and, it's, yeah, and, it's, and it's not counseling it's really different from counseling it's absolutely absolutely um and i mean part of that excitement is probably what motivates you too what else motivates you to keep you doing what you're doing christine oh arthur you know what i'm i have this one life and i want to make as much out of it as i can oh, I, love that. I want to yeah. be of service you know i love people and i've seen i've seen where when we bring everything we have to uh, to what we do, yes, there's just life, you know, mm. that, that's life. And there's a chance to, to change the world. Everyone who's listening has something that only uniquely you can bring to the world. And that's, that actually makes a huge difference. And so I'm just motivated to bring everything I have and live the fullest I can while I'm here. I love that celebrating life as it is and taking it with that, with the punches, rolling with the punches, as they say, and and just keeping your head up and above. I like it. I really like it. So I'm assuming, Christine, that you are someone who celebrates those wins and also takes those failures in your strides as well. Is that right? Yes. And, you know, failures can be wins, too. Yeah. Because every one of them is a learning opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so I reframe failure. Failure is now a growth step. So there's a saying that if uh, if you if in life you fall and step back instead of making it a failure, Mm -hmm. make it part of your dance Mm -hmm. like a cha cha. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Mm -hmm. uh, So it's really fun to celebrate failures too and celebrate the wins you know I have a group now on Facebook called wins okay and we celebrate wins together every week it's a free group yeah. uh, for business owners and what we do is uh, because there's power in writing your goals and sharing them with someone else we do that in the group and then we celebrate our wins every week people post you know what their big wins are so that's one way I celebrate because 
I, for example, I posted that I'm enrolled. I'm so excited to be enrolled in Jack Canfield's advanced trainer program mm-hmm. uh, and will be going to work with them for a week next early next year. I'm really excited oh, about that. Wonderful. And, I, you know, I just I celebrate with family. I have uh, some wonderful close family and friends. And, you know, we we do what other people do. We eat and drink and break bread and share a glass of wine together and uh, dance and talk about what's exciting and uh, pretty normal, but it's, it's fun. Absolutely. And I especially love what you said, make failure part of the dance. That's so true. So, so true. I love that. So looking ahead, what's in store for you for the rest of the year and even beyond into 2022, Christine? Arthi, thanks for asking. I am right on the edge of releasing a new updated expanded edition of my book life beyond hashtag me too oh beautiful uh right the subtitle is creating a safer world for our mothers daughters sisters and friends and i really Mm -hmm. want to keep that message going so i've created a leading beyond me Too workshop Mm -hmm. for businesses to be able to go in and speak to their leadership teams and help them to understand you know, what are the things that we can do in the marketplace to reduce risk for sexual discrimination and harassment uh, and violence in the workplace. Workplace. And right. Also, I am really looking forward to launching a new CEO mastermind group. Mm -hmm. I have CEOs from around the world who come together and we use the value builder platform. Mm -hmm. And so we're learning from some of the brightest minds. It's like having your own board of directors, but they have no vested interest in the outcome of your issue, except Mm -hmm. that they care about you. So I'm looking forward to a new CEO mastermind group coming out. Brilliant. An updated book, mastermind group, and I'm sure there's going to be tons more as well as the year unfolds. Wonderful. You're such such an absolute powerhouse, Christine. It's wonderful to hear. And, you know, we're coming almost to the end of our conversation, but, you know, it's been so rich in terms of your experiences and, um, you know, your words of advice, you know, they're really rooted in, in wisdom too, which I love. If you could really share maybe your key pivotal piece of advice that our listeners could take away from today about how you can actually survive and thrive beyond your circumstances, no no matter what the circumstance that you've faced in your history, how can you actually do that? Yes, I would say that the one thing that we need to know is that we have a power of choosing. So there's what happens And then there's a moment where we can step outside of our thoughts and and uh, step outside of our experience and Mm -hmm. we can transcend it by noticing and by putting ourselves now in a place of choice. Mm -hmm. So if we learn how to think about what we're thinking about, observe our observer. Yeah. And we can then decide, you know, what thought do I want to have and choose? And what action do I want to take that's going to move me in the direction I want to move? Mm. Then we own the power in a situation where we previously felt powerless. Mm. Beautiful. So the power to choose. Really, really love that. 
Is there an inspirational quote or a lyric or a spiritual verse that you tune into that uplifts you so that you can do more and, and be more, Christine? Honestly, it comes from a, a beloved South African ah, uh, that is on my desk. I keep this on my credenza, actually, uh-huh. and I look at it every day uh-huh. from Nelson Mandela, oh, who said, it always seems impossible until it's done. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. Very familiar with that line. One of the one of the things that we use locally as moving forward as a rainbow nation here in South Africa. So thank you, Christine. That is so beautiful and a wonderful way to end off our conversation today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Take care. Thank you, Arthi. My pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode today. If you like what you heard, rate the episode and podcast and feel free to write a review. Plus, of course, share with others too. I love talking around topics like these. So if you like my perspective or insight on a subject close to your heart or something that you're grappling with, reach out to me in your comments or send me an email via my website or connect with me via LinkedIn, Instagram or Facebook. All my social media are on the podcast information. If it's important to you, then it's important to me. So happy listening to the Inspire Your Life podcast and catch you soon on the next episode. Bye.